I think the importance of not focusing on just planning a church, but reaching a city. We do want to plant churches, but we need guys who are focused on reaching a city, which drives them to not only plant a church, but to reproduce and and to uh, uh, be constantly looking for high-capacity leaders that they could send out. I really believe, in the end of the day, I really believe uh, the Lord's going to inspect us based on our sending capacity, not our seating capacity. You're listening to the Send Columbus podcast, a conversation for developing strategies and sharing stories as we plant churches everywhere for everyone. Your hosts are Sin City missionary Chad Grigsby and church planting catalyst Jason Phillips. Welcome back to the Sin Columbus podcast. I'm Jason Phillips here with the Chad Grigsby, Sin City missionary. Yeah. How are you, Chad? Good. Good, Jason. Nice <laughs> nice to be here on this uh, kind of cold, snowy-ish. I know. It's snowing uh, right now. Pre-Christmas uh, day here in Columbus. It's both depressing and kind of magical at the same time. It is. So. <laughs> you know, I was talking to a buddy the other day about how, you know, they talk about no two snowflakes are alike. You can't know that. <laughs> did you know that? I, I did not know that. Like Chad. scientists <laughs> believe. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. Oh, they yeah. Didn't, yeah. No. But they can't know that. They can't look at every snowflake and know that they're identical. So... Just, you know, bringing some truth to you on the podcast. <laughs> well, I really feel spiritually enriched now. Yes. Um, wow. So today we're going to be, uh, <laughs> you talked, actually, you got to talk to yeah. uh, NAM president Kevin Izell. Yeah, so he was in town for a day in Columbus, and we got to spend some time uh, having some meetings with him, which was really great. And so he sat down with us uh, very kindly to to answer some questions on the podcast. So we talked mostly about... Uh, the SEND network value of multiplication. Mm-hmm. So what stood out to you about the conversation? Yeah, one of the things that I really liked um, about your guys' conversation was just the humility that Kevin had as mm. he was just talking about raising up leaders and um, just not being competitive amongst people that you're raising up. Yeah, um, Understanding that there are going to be people that have um, just a higher capacity leadership than you as you're raising up leaders and also yeah. just like, not having competition amongst uh, other planters um, kind of in the city was, I, I thought was a really cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point. He, he, he talked about that you really want to have more of a sending capacity uh, than a seating capacity mentality. Yeah. And I really love that because it's not about, you know, us building our kingdom, but it's really about us churching the city and, and can't do that without multiplication. I think his, his, his way he said is you can't do that from one place in the city. So, yeah, I know when I, uh, on my onboarding for Sin Network, Dahadi was talking about how when they plant churches, the first, the first week after they, uh, send out a new campus or church or whatever, it always feels really light in there. And it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, did we make the right decision? And then you get to see the impact that the church is having in a different area of the city. And you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, it's just so important that we do this. And it's yeah. not about the people that are sitting in our seats, but the way that we're able to reach and church a city. Yeah, it's awesome. So it was a great conversation. We're very, very thankful to have had the time uh, with uh, Kevin Ezell. So enjoy our conversation with him. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Well, thanks for allowing me to be here. I yeah. always uh, love talking to planners. And it's cool to have you in Columbus. Hey, that's right. Hey, is, normally a Kentucky guy stays away from Ohio State <laughs> yeah. during football season, any chance he can get. But no, <laughs> not me. So if you could share just kind of one thing with church planters, what would it be? 
I think the importance of not focusing on just planting a church, but reaching a city. We do want to plant churches, but we need guys who are focused on reaching a city, which drives them to not only plant a church, but to reproduce and and to uh, uh, be constantly looking for high capacity leaders that they could send out. I really mm-hmm. believe, in the end of the day, I really believe uh, the Lord's going to inspect us based on our sending capacity, not our seating capacity. Mm-hmm. Some guys, their egos based on how many's in the seats, but actually, mm-hmm. it's how many you send that's important. Looking back at my in my ministry and pastorate, man, I, I I couldn't tell you the average worship attendance in each of my churches. I give it approximately, mm-hmm. but I do know the people we sent out, mm-hmm. and that's what I, I just last really for forever. Is they mm-hmm. reproduce themselves. And so to birth churches that birth churches that birth churches, that's what we're really after. That's great. I, I My personal experience with a lot of church planters is they're really passionate about church planting as they're planting their church. Right. But so how do they sustain that passion to then plant other churches and send guys out? Exactly. I think having that mindset from the very beginning, you know, the whole idea of we want to reach a city. There's no way you're going to reach your city or community in from one spot. mm Unless the community is extremely <laughs> small and you got prime real estate by the one stoplight there. <laughs> right. But it's most important is to think strategic. Like, I really want to reach as many people as possible, mm. but it's not about me. And it may mean that I plant somebody who, uh, in the world's view, may be more successful or have mm. more people if that's what you deem successful. Yeah. That's what my point is. Sometimes it's not the amount of people at a church that makes it successful. It's their sending capacity and how they multiply. Mm. And the only way we're going to reach North America is to plant all sizes of churches absolutely everywhere for everyone. That's yeah. why Send Network, that's what we do. We plant churches everywhere for everyone. Yeah, and you started doing that before you were even the president of the North American Mission Board through yeah. your time as pastor at Highview Baptist yes. in Louisville. Yeah. You guys set up something like a residency. I don't know if you sure. called it that or not. Yeah, yeah. We but, we didn't have a fancy name for it. It was internships and turned okay. into residencies. But but basically, we had we were right there by Southern Seminary in Louisville, mm-hmm. Kentucky. So we had a kind of an on ramp where you, you'd work maintenance for several months um, in a volunteer way, and then you'd kind of work up to a small stipend. And we had about forty to forty five, you know, interns or residents at the time. They were going to seminary, and we've given them. We felt like it was a good balance. They had theological training at the school, and then we gave them practical education in the church, hmm. and uh, they really provide a good balance. Some of these guys can get too cerebral; they can get, you know, so academic that they're actually right. no practical good. Yeah, and uh, this helped balance it, and you know, have the best of both worlds: theologically sound, but also practically focused. That's awesome. Um, and you were talking about all the people that went through that thing. Uh, I mean, yeah. do you know about how many people when you were there? Oh, my word, there were really hundreds. Wow. And Jimmy Scroggins, who was our student minister at the time, he actually oversaw the majority of those. Mm. And and uh, and those guys went on to student ministry, but now they're in the pastorate. They're on the foreign mission field. I mm. mean, they're they're literally everywhere. Wow. And, and uh, one of the things I enjoy the most about ministry, honestly, is celebrating what God's doing through those guys. If we mm. just got to play a small role. I mean, we'd take them on... You know, staff retreats with us and and include them and lateral to them and let them take the lead. Mm. And um, you've you've got you've got to do and like in anything. I just encourage church planners when you're investing in an apprentice or an intern or anyone, 
um, you got to give them rips. You know, mm-hmm. if it's all about rips, if it's mm-hmm. learning to share your faith, you got to give them rips. If it's mm-hmm. about leading, at some point you got to ladder the ball and let them run, and they may fumble up. But you, <laughs> so you just you give them reps at the right time. Yeah. You know, not in a close game against top ten, but you're waiting <laughs> you're up a few. But you really you just got to look for strategic opportunities to give them strategic opportunities. I love that. So if if you were going to encourage maybe a, a church planter and and, a, and maybe a smaller church plant, he wants to start investing in somebody else. Uh, and maybe start some kind of a residency, but he doesn't know kind of how to get going. Yeah. What would you say is the first step? Well, we have some very practical guidelines at Sin Network mm-hmm. that you could go to the website, and they'll be glad to. They're actually putting together some videos right now of just walking people through how to set up a residency mm-hmm. and, how, and show you there's there's several options. There's not just like one way to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, the thing, thing that helped us the most is, you know, our, we truly – grew to love those guys Mm. and it's really about investing in a life Mm. not a potential staffer or potential planner but Mm. to know their spouse and their kids and to know you know what their gifts are and know what their weaknesses are i mean we we had some very frank very very few times in your life we have people be directly honest with you Mm. you know that most people say, oh, that was good. You know, that was, that was good. <laughs> you don't say, you know, that was really bad. <laughs> we, we told, I remember one telling uh, one one uh, guy, man, you're just too stiff. When you when you preach, you're just a robotic. You know, you, yeah. you just, you're so stiff. It's it's painful to watch you preach. <laughs> and you got to do something to relax, yeah. you know. And so um, you have very few people in your life that will speak honest, true, straightforward, mm-hmm. you know, and not just a critique, but they're really trying to help you. Right. And um, and so we use as a great a great time to do that. And they, that's what I think they love the most. Mm. They knew we had their best interest at heart, mm-hmm. and no one was going to help them launch better than we were. Yeah. So we help them uh, plan a church or find a church, and we could help them do it better than they could help themselves. I really love um, your emphasis on relationships. Yeah. You know, because uh, I think when I think about a residency, and I think a lot of planters do, they may get intimidated by that idea, yeah. like starting a residency. It's yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. I can yeah. never do that. I'm yeah. not a big church. I'm not. But you can invest in a relationship. And oh, that's, absolutely. That's what you're saying. I think is really good. Absolutely. Sometimes yeah. guys discount themselves. You know, who am I to invest in somebody else? Mm. Um, but I believe, man, that's it's called discipleship. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's part of uh, discipling someone, developing them as a leader. And uh, and look, there's 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 plenty of uh, you, you think about who coaches uh, these NFL quarterbacks and who coaches the NBA player. It's guys who can't play as well as they do. You know, <laughs> right? And so yeah. sometimes, yeah, there's no need to be intimidated by a guy that may have higher leadership capacity. I mean, I. I had a lot of guys that were much more gifted than me. Mm. And that just makes it much more, yeah, to me, much more fun to watch them develop and go and do things that, that beyond what you accomplished. Yeah, But you got to be selfless in it and realize, look, we're all in this together. Just want to develop guys and give them opportunities, and then uh, it's up to them to make the most of it. Yeah, that's awesome. When you when you were talking about that, I was picturing Bill Belichick trying to play like quarterback for the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. what a disaster that would yeah, be. Yeah, right? or tied in. Come on, Gronk. You know, or, or last year, not this year. Like, come on, you need to run the pattern this way. Uh, yeah, right, Bill. Yeah, but he is coaching those guys, so that that's yeah. a really good perspective. I really liked how you how you said that. So, uh, when you think about when well, one of the um, values of uh, Sin Network is multiplication, right? And uh, I think. You know, we've seen a growing um, 
kind of lack of guys who have 10 years ministry experience, who've mm-hmm. got seminary education, who are ready to plant, right? That pipeline's kind of drying up as, as it were. Uh, do you, do you see that? Do you believe that? Yeah, I think, uh, okay. yeah, we, we, we could plant a hundred more churches tomorrow if we had a hundred more mm-hmm. planters. Wow. And so, yes. And there's no easy answer to this. Mm. You know, you can't go to a discount store and purchase some. I mean, you just got to have to, we have to grow them up from within. Mm. And, uh, you know, I believe the New Testament model is a a, a very good one. Mm. And uh, we have got to call out the call, so to speak. That's kind yeah. of an old-fashioned way of saying it. Yeah. But we got to call out the call and help mm. them see that look, you too. And there's a lot of bivocational guys out there. They don't have to give up their career. Mm. You know, one of the best bivocational plans we have is a doctor in Tallahassee, Florida. Wow. And uh, he said, you know, I'd really like to be full-time. And I said, mm. no, you don't. I said, you like living in your gated community too well. I said, they, they don't play, play church planters like that. I said, be a doctor, but also be a planner. And so yeah. he pastors one of the larger Hispanic churches in Florida and wow. uh, does an incredible job now. Mm. You know, I think there's people in our churches sitting in our pews mm-hmm greeting at our doors, leading Sunday school classes, small groups, whatever, who do feel like maybe God's got more for them. Right. Not that that's bad. Not that if you only do that, that's bad. Yeah. But I think there are people in our churches who feel like God's calling them to more. And so yeah. that's calling out those called. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. About. And yeah. the thing is, you just got to have the sense of security enough as a leader mm. to lateral and let them run with it mm. and, and, and give them some reps. Yeah. And, uh, Encourage them to take that next missional step. Okay. And it's very challenging at times. Yeah. So multiplication is huge. The pipeline of kind of guys that are ready, quote unquote, to plant immediately is not really there and like it was. So when we think about multiplication, is there anything else that comes to mind in your mind that you say, if we're going to multiply, this is one of those things that we also have to do besides the things we've already talked about. Yeah, I just think you have to you have to set the DNA of your church as a sending church early, mm. or they just resist it. Like, hey, we can't do that. He's one of our best guys. You mm. know? The church at Antioch, if they had done that, Paul would have never been sent out. <laughs> right. You know, and so um, they sent out the the best, mm-hmm. and you have to tr- you have to train them from the very beginning. You know, people like to often use the word plant pregnant, but I think it's a little, you know, I'm I'm a little nervous (laughs) about saying that. I think sometimes guys need to be a bit more uh, established before they launch someone out Mm -hmm. of their particular plant. They need to make sure that plant is stable Mm. and self-sustaining before they, but at the same time, you have that in the DNA. Look, we are intentionally going to plant Mm -hmm. and uh, start looking for those from the very beginning. Yeah, so if if you're maybe you don't have a guy, you know, yet who you're going to send out. Maybe your church plan isn't stable enough just yet. Mm. What are some intentional kind of cultural ways of s- creating a sending culture that you could do? Like, would budget be one of those? What are some other? Yeah, I I, I would always I, if I were planning a church, I would start putting money back. Mm. If you escrow in a, a and very intentionally, always leave it in the budget. Mm. and always talk about it and even maybe even narrow down two or three different strategic places where you think that plant should be. Mm. You also could start some life groups, um, small, you know, in-home studies in those particular areas. Yeah. And then when you're ready, they might be two, three years old, but when you're ready, then you already have a base there. You already have a core team Mm. and 
and then go with. We did that. You know, we often would if it was in in Louisville, we we're planting, or typically our plants were in Seattle or Philadelphia or places. But we would encourage our people to go, and uh, you know, we'd always typically get takers that would move to those cities. Um, but when it was local, and we started those small groups in those different areas, and then after two years, we launched them into a campus, and mm. it was a, a great experience. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. Well, I appreciate your, um, yeah, your just what you're sharing with us, the wisdom on on this idea of multiplication. I um, when the church we started, we actually started a residency yeah. in Arkansas. Yeah, and I think it was the worst residency probably in the history of residencies. But we had three guys go through it. Yeah, and one of those guys was Chris Sims. Yeah, yeah, that Wyoming. Now. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was pastor of church there. I was a church planter, yeah, and we got connected. But what's crazy is he—I mean, Chris was already going to do amazing things. Yeah. The Lord was going to use him in Wyoming with or without us. But the cool thing is we got to be a part of that through offering the worst residency in the history yeah. of residencies. He's part of Sin Network right. and right. doing Sin Network Wyoming. And right. so, yeah, he's he's multiplying himself in incredible ways. Yeah. So I sell that to say you never know what— you know, a residency, I don't even think that exists at our church anymore, but it, yeah. but it existed in a time that, yeah. you know, we built a relationship with Chris. and Right. Well, so. there's no way to really measure it. You know, you yeah. you really, I mean, you're joking, I know, about saying it's the worst ever. You, <laughs> we really are never in any position to be able to evaluate our own residencies. It, that's all yeah. to be seen and what right. happens to those guys. You, you underestimate the sure. impact. I see that all the time. So. Yeah. So it's encouragement just for guys to, hey, Step out there, try exactly. something, you know. Well, thanks so much for your time. Is there anything else you wanted to no, just, mention? No, I'm just grateful for uh, all you're doing in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we're we just after the most high-capacity planners possible. And we just need your help in order to multiply churches and to reach North America. The only way we're going to do it is through multiplication yeah. and not addition. So just grateful for you and all you're doing. Thanks you so much. Thanks so much for being here. Uh-huh. Thanks for checking out today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And remember, every church is a multiplying church in the making.